I can't remember exactly where I first heard this. In fact, it may have been all the way back in elementary school. But needless to say, I've never forgotten it. When you point a finger at someone or something else, you're pointing three fingers back at yourself. Maybe the source of all your distractions isn't the people, things, or the world around you. Maybe it's inside you. Permission to skip this episode if you don't like to look yourself in the mirror and hear some tough love. But if you really want to pull the distraction weed up from its roots, you're my kind of girl, so stay with me because there's hope for us yet. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey friend, I'm so glad you decided to stick around after hearing my warning and intro. Because here's the thing, we are here to grow. And sometimes the only way to do that is to tear down some things we've built up as a fortress around what the real problem is. So that way it can be exposed and dealt with for good. And today we're talking about the blame game. But first, let me say, I love you. I really do. I love you, the woman who listens to the Redeem Her Time podcast, whether you're a regular twice a week or just catch an episode here and there. I love you the woman who is an insider in the Redeemer Time community, whether you're actively engaging and connecting or a fly in the wall, just soaking up all the goodness and truth. I love you, the woman who registered for the new Redeem Her Time coaching program, who one week from today is about to embark on a journey together with me and others to get to the root of why you feel like you never have enough time and why distractions seem to always find you like a moth to a flame. I love you because I get you. I once was that girl who was constantly on the go, thinking she was getting somewhere, but really was just spinning her wheels, reacting to every distraction that demanded her attention and staying stuck, not really getting anywhere, at least not anywhere that mattered long-term or in light of eternity. I'm here to tell you today, that's not the life he intends for you and that he is faithful to speak his truth through his word and the Holy Spirit, and the wisdom of others to help you not get derailed by distractions any longer. There are a few spots left for the Redeem Her Time group coaching program, and you are invited to take a look and grab a spot, but only if you truly want to be more present and you're willing to listen to what he has to say to make the best use of your time 
with faith-led life planning, time management, and distraction tools. You're going to build a framework that you can come back to anytime you're feeling distracted. But you're also going to get a little tough love, just like on this podcast. But that's how you grow, right? One of my students had this to say about the Redeem Her Time program. I've noticed I feel more comfortable shifting tasks around if needed. By looking at them as blocks, instead of getting really frustrated and anxious if I didn't do something, I think of it as a block on a schedule that can be moved to another day or even moved along to the next week. This is progress for me, and I'm still working on it, but it's the subtle shifts in thinking that help you reprogram certain thinking patterns. And I've also sensed a softening towards myself that it's important to listen to how I'm feeling and that a day off schedule doesn't equal failure. Did you hear that? She let go of guilt and self-sabotage. Spoiler alert. Condemnation is from the enemy, but conviction in a way that moves you towards your with God life is from him. So if you're open to a little healthy conviction, grab a spot before the doors close April 20th and note, they won't reopen till August. So don't put it off any longer. Just head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching to learn more and snag a spot. And perfect timing, because the 20% off flash sale is going on now. Just use the code flash20 at checkout. I can't wait to see you there. And one more thing about my love for you, my Lilas, that's love you like a sis for those who are new around here. My love is not conditional on what you do or don't do. While I truly believe you'll get the most value and see the most change when you listen to all the episodes, engage fully in the community, and show up for the coaching program, even if you do some or hardly any of that, I still love you. Why? Because that's how he loves me. And that's how he loves you too. So now that you're feeling loved up, let's dive into today's episode with some tough love. Because that saying about pointing in your fingers is true. In fact, right now, take your hand and point a finger at something or someone nearby you. Do you see the three fingers pointing back at you? Yep, it's true. And we do it all the time. We tend to think the problem lies with everyone else. And that's nothing new either, because Jesus rebuked the Pharisees back in his day in Matthew 7, 3-5, when he said, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Ugh, do his words sting a little too? Because they hit closer to home than you'd like to admit? I hear ya. Me too. Because it's the natural thing to do to point the finger and shift the blame. And it's been happening since the beginning of time. The woman you gave me. She gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. The serpent deceived me and I ate. How do I know where my brother is? Am I my brother's keeper? And then it's been happening since the beginning of our time. He crossed the line while in the backseat of the family station wagon. She should have been more kind while feeling left out in college. He hurt my feelings again while struggling in my marriage. I know because I can't even count on my fingers how many times I've pointed my finger at someone else as being the problem. And to be honest, most of the time, that was just my sinful way of taking the attention off of me and my part in the situation. Because that means I would have to change me instead of making them change. 
And when it comes to distractions, chances are it's not them either. It's you. Here's a good example from a workshop that I led recently for the ladies at my church as we talked about the clutter in our homes and hearts. It was called Contentment, Living with Less in a World of More. And I told them, clutter is your fault. Either you, you chose to bring it into your life or you allowed someone else to and you chose to let it stay. Now, when it comes to your stuff, it's easy to blame your hubby, your kids, your parents, your grandkids, your grandma, your great uncle, anyone besides yourself. But here's the truth. If it's in your house, it's your choice. Now, I get that most of us don't live alone. So of course, a certain percentage of stuff in your house is someone else's responsibility. But I'm talking about owning 100% of the stuff that's yours and the stuff you didn't have the strength to say no to. So let's apply this to our distractions. Again, we often point the finger at our spouse or kids, our extended family or friends, our neighbors or community, our phones, our streaming devices, but it's still always your choice what voices you listen to and which ones you give into. Shameless plug, in the Redeem Her Time coaching program, we address how to respond to the distractions that come from all around you. But it's the monster inside that most women are not prepared to face. Yep, the one that's inside you too. At least you're a cute monster. As I thought about my own experience and what I've heard from the thousands of women I've talked to over 25 years of teaching, leading, and coaching, I noticed a pattern. Most of the distractions we really struggle with are buried deep inside, which may make them hard to identify and eliminate. So let's bring these five out into the light and shine a truth from Proverbs on each one to start recognizing them. And better yet, do something about them. Now, brace yourself, because this part might sting a little bit too. I'll give them to you all at once, and then we'll take a quick look at each one. But if you want more insight and a system and support to truly uproot these, you're gonna wanna grab a spot inside the group coaching program, because that's where we'll be building our distraction toolbox. You ready for them? Here they are, guilt, fear, laziness, comparison, self-sabotage. Let's start with number one, guilt. This one is a to us versus from us battle. So often we feel remorse on some level about things in our past. This feeling can stem from things that have happened to us, things that we were out of our control, but that we allowed, or maybe didn't even see coming and now feel bad about. This could be by your parents and the way they raised you, by your classmates and the way they treated you, by your spouse or kids and the way they controlled you. Guilt can also come from you in the way you've related to others. It can be the thoughts that you have or haven't felt, the words you've said or haven't said, the actions you have or haven't done, and now you feel regret about it. So whether it came to you or from you, guilt works the same. It keeps you distracted from what God wants for you now and in the future because you're too busy paying for the past trying to make yourself feel better. Guilt is very distracting. Proverbs 28, 17 says, if one is burdened with the blood of another, he will be a fugitive until death. Let no one help him. Now, most of us don't have literal blood on our hands, but chances are in some way, we've all experienced the guilt of the past and have wasted a lot of time trying to run away from it. But it's hard to shake when we keep running and it's true. No one else can help us with guilt because it's an inside job. So instead, stop running 
and turn and face it. This may mean facing yourself or facing that other person if it's safe to do so. Ask for forgiveness from God and them. Forgive yourself, which is often the hardest. Make restoration in whatever way you can, and then move on with lots of grace, more aware of the guilt monster and how to squash it. Okay, number two, fear. This one is either real or imagined. Did you know that we are all born with only two fears? It's true, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. And that means all the rest are learned. Sometimes those fears are real, like of things in your environment, medical issues, or specific situations. But even still, two people can see the same thing and have two different reactions. So is it really real? Or are we imagining it's worse than it is? Here are a few examples. Ablutophobia, the fear of bathing. Aculophobia, the fear of darkness. Acrophobia, the fear of heights. Aerophobia, the fear of flying. Algorophobia, the fear of pain. Agoraphobia, fear of open spaces or crowds. Eggmophobia, fear of needles or pointed objects. I had a friend in college who didn't like forks being pointed in her direction, and she always let us know. Amaxophobia, fear of riding in a car. Androphobia, fear of men. Anthrophobia, fear of flowers. Arachibutrophobia, fear of peanut butter. Arithmophobia, fear of numbers. Ataxophobia, fear of disorder or untidiness. Atelophobia, fear of imperfection. Atichophobia, fear of failure. Autophobia, fear of being alone. And those are just the A's. And we all know fear is a liar, right? But so often we get distracted by it. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Did you hear that? The fear of man is a trap that keeps us shackled. And when we don't feel safe, we don't step out, no matter how loudly God is calling. But when we put our fears in his hands and trust that he will care for us, then we no longer feel like our fears are a threat. I like to think of fear like something in a funhouse. The first time you walk through it, it makes you jump and scream in fear. But the next time you can recognize it, realize it's not real, and then move past it. You're no longer frozen in fear. Okay, number three, laziness. This one is about complacency versus contentment. It's easy to put things off that we don't like or think will be too much work. Any chronic procrastinators in the audience? Instead of moving forward towards the new things God has for you, you stay on the couch of complacency because it's kind of comfy. And that keeps you in one place where you'll miss out on the bigger things out there for you. Whereas contentment says, I don't have to always be reaching for more. I can enjoy just what I have. The challenge is to always be listening to what he is saying. Because girl, he ain't done with you yet. You can enjoy your current season, but don't get too comfortable or you'll be caught sleeping while his blessings are waiting. Laziness can feel good in the moment, but stay there too long and it will distract you from where God wants to take you. Proverbs 13.4 says, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Talk about truth. The sluggard sits on the couch, dreaming of what she wants in the kitchen, aka that brownies and ice cream, or maybe something healthier like granola and berries, but that craving is never satisfied if she's too lazy to get up. 
So the solution to this distraction is easy. Get up and go. Get out of your comfort zone and follow his lead to the richness that he wants to bless you with and stop getting distracted by your comfy spot. Number four, comparison. Now this one is about looking down versus looking around. It's all about your perspective. Have you heard the term navel gazing? It's a real thing. It's a self-indulgent or excessive contemplation of oneself or a single issue at the expense of a wider view, i.e. looking at yourself and comparing your situation with your own expectations and missing out on the world around you. Try walking down the sidewalk, gazing at your navel, and let me know how well that goes. Guaranteed, you won't get very far and will probably get scraped up because you're distracted by your own self. Or then there's the opposite where you're always looking around and never look to see where your feet are planted. This is when you're too busy watching what others have and wondering why you don't. Perhaps you have the same or even better, but you wouldn't know it because you're distracted by everything else around you. Proverbs 14:30 says, a tranquil heart gives life to the, the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. One of those is full of life while the other reeks of death. Envy of what you thought you should have or of what you think others have will only suck the life out of you and keep you from living your life. Instead, look up, look at who he is and what he has done and give thanks for his presence in your life. When you look up, you'll no longer be distracted by what won't last anyway. And number five, self-sabotage. This last one is a you are versus I am struggle. There are a lot of voices we hear in our heads on a regular basis. Sometimes it's our own, but often it's our own voice repeating what others have said about us. You're too little. You're too fat. You're not smart. You're not beautiful. You're a failure. You're a disappointment. The problem is those voices are really distracting. And when heard often enough in your head, you start to believe them. And once you believe them, you're not going to want to move towards others. God, or even yourself. You're stuck. You're distracted by yourself. So the question you need to ask now is, what is the truth? And who does God say you are? Proverbs 12:15 says, the way of a fool is right in his or her own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The question is, whose advice are you listening to? Man's and the view of the culture we live in that's wasting away, or God's, which is right true and eternal. When you spend time in his word and in prayer, hearing his voice, you can turn your you are's into I am's. I am loved. I'm forgiven. I am strong in him. I am enough with him. And when you get out of your own head, you'll no longer be distracted by the voices. So I'm curious, which of the five is your biggest distraction in this season? Guilt, fear, laziness, comparison, self-sabotage. We've all cycled through all of them and probably even faced more than one of those monsters at the same time. So it's not a matter of if, but when, and more than when, how often. The sooner you start to recognize the monster in the mirror that's the true distraction, the sooner you can put it in its place and move on to where God is calling you to be. And the less often you'll see them popping out and keeping you distracted. So let me ask, how do you think your life would be different if you and God uprooted those five distractions inside you? I'm guessing that would free up some time 
energy, and resources you've been wasting for a while now, trying to battle an unseen enemy on your own. And to no avail, right? Because distracted is ultimately where the enemy wants to keep us. And when he could convince us to point the finger and shift the blame elsewhere, he knows he's got us stuck there for a while. Let's not give him that victory anymore. You with me? Good. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Dear Lord, you are the truth. Help us to hear your voice above all others that are trying to get our attention and keep us distracted, especially those inside us. We confess that too often we have pointed the finger and shifted the blame instead of looking inside and taking responsibility and owning the consequences for our sin. Give us eyes to see ourselves as we truly are, to see the guilt, the fear, the laziness, the comparison, the self-sabotage that the enemy wants to leverage to keep us away from the with God life. I pray even now that will strengthen my dear sisters who are listening today to recognize the true root of their distraction, to fight it with your truth and to walk in the freedom of life in you. And may we not keep our eyes on ourselves, but on you, the one who never loses sight of what matters most. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Speaking of being with me, I'm serious about loving you and loving being with you. And since you're here, you can check the box of being a podcast listener. Next, go leave a five-star written review and follow the show so you don't get distracted from coming back. If you're already an insider in the community, pop into the group real quick and share your thoughts on which of these five you need to uproot. And if you're not a member yet, it's free. So just click the link at the top of the website or in the show notes and come join us so we can continue conversations to keep us from getting distracted. And if you've already got a spot in the group coaching program, I'll see you soon. And if not, what are you waiting for? Together, we're going to create a faith-led framework to help you eliminate distractions in your life, or at least avoid most of them and know what to do when they do pop up. Go grab your spot now at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching before they fill up and before the flash sale is over. Remember, code FLASH20. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.